In September, the government of Uganda declared an outbreak of disease caused by Sudan virus, which belongs to the same family as Ebola virus. In planning for the control of phylovirus epidemics, as well as their possible expansion, it's important to understand the people who face the outbreaks. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Armand Sprecher, a public health specialist at Médecins Sans Frontières. Dr. Sprecher has written a perspective article about building relationships and gaining trust as critical components of outbreak control. Dr. Sprecher, first, can you give us an update on the current state of the outbreak of Sudan virus disease? Has it continued to spread? Since the publication of that article, it spread a little bit, a bit more than 100 cases. But over the last two weeks, there's only been one case. And that case was a newborn death that was foreseen. So there have been no new chains of transmission in about two weeks now. I have a question about nomenclature. We've heard this pathogen called Sudan Ebola virus to distinguish it from Zaire Ebola virus, which devastated parts of West Africa just a few years ago. Are these viruses actually Ebola viruses, or are they just close relatives? They are species in the same genus of Ebola virus. What we call Ebola virus or Zaire Ebola virus now was the outbreak agent in 1976 in then Zaire. And in that same year, there was an outbreak of what we called then Ebola Sudan. The nomenclature has changed a couple times over the years, but they are closely related. Unfortunately, the differences between them are sufficient that therapeutics and vaccines are not cross-protective. And how does Sudan virus compare with Ebola virus in terms of its transmissibility, its outcomes among infected people, as well as the types of treatment that are available, as you say? Well, Sudan virus causes a somewhat less viral infection, but all these things are rather relative. The case fatality rate for Sudan virus disease is only a few percentage points lower on average than for Zaire. Ebola virus disease. So saying it's a bit milder isn't of much comfort to the patient. It's still a rather significant disease with the fatality ratios around 50%. The therapeutics that have been developed and licensed to this point are only effective against Ebola virus, not Sudan virus. That being said, there are similar agents, monoclonal antibodies, vectored vaccines that do work against Sudan virus. And Remdesivir, although it has not been the most effective of agents we've deployed, is felt to be effective against Sudan virus. It is in laboratory animals, so we have hope that it will have some efficacy in humans in naturally occurring outbreaks. So why do you think this outbreak has been relatively contained so far compared with the major phylovirus disease outbreaks that we've seen in other parts of Africa? Well, it's probably been contained for the reason that any outbreak ultimately is contained. The community in which the virus is spreading, these people are like people anywhere. They are aware of what's going on, and they are seeing that the disease is transmitted among close social contacts and through funeral ceremonies, and they catch on. These people are not stupid. Nobody is. I mean, these folks see this, and it's just a matter of time before they modify their behaviors accordingly. Usually, it's just a question of how long this takes. Uganda has a long history with different phyloviruses and outbreaks, and so it's not surprising that this change in behavior occurred within a matter of several weeks. And in what ways have outbreak response agencies succeeded in working constructively with these populations, the populations facing outbreaks? And then where have there been gaps in communication and understanding that have undermined control? I think we've probably gotten it wrong as often or more often than we get it right. 
the large problem is that the pre-existing relationship is usually not a good one. These outbreaks themselves are a source of community fear, and the normal outbreak response of agencies that are trying to control these outbreaks doesn't help matters. People show up wearing funny-looking clothes. They take sick people away to special treatment centers from which many do not emerge alive. And the normal process of investigating chains of transmission it can itself be a cause for suspicion. You have to remember that these outbreaks often occur in communities that are somewhat removed from their own central government and the sudden arrival of health authorities with somewhat invasive surveillance methodologies can be off-putting and increase suspicion. And I think that's something that works against us and we need to do a better job of communicating in a way that reduces the fear levels, that engages the community as a partner in outbreak response rather than some people that have to be coerced. So finally, following on that, you say in your article that if health experts expect people to take their advice, accept the services they offer, and participate in outbreak control, they first need to gain their trust. So what kinds of approaches have shown promise for building mutual understanding and promoting that kind of trust? What's worked really well is just going into these communities and starting a dialogue. Even if they do have a certain underlying level of suspicion and fear, they have questions they want answered. They want people that will come and deal with them honestly and openly. And if you can start these conversations, it's usually a very good first step towards gaining their collaboration and outbreak control. If one passes messages about how the disease is transmitted in the setting of answering questions and acting civilly, people are much more willing to do what is needed to reduce disease transmission than if they are coerced or lectured to or receive healthcare messages through a bullhorn. So really engaging with them and entering into a dialogue, not only is it a good way to pass information, but it's also a good way to gain trust. Thank you, Dr. Sprecher.